0: And current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 on Vision.
1: Let's turn our attention to some developments that are happening in the nation of India under such intense pressure right now because of COVID 19, but also because there has been a transition that's been happening in India uh, towards what they call Hindutva the idea that Hindu religion is above all others and that everybody has to fit in under that. Well, let's talk about Hindutva and the pressures that have come upon Christian ministries, Christian mission organizations who've no longer been allowed to function in the way that they did before under this new Hindu law. Etienne McClintock is Relationship Manager at Voice of the Martyrs joining us today. Hello, and Welcome back to 2020.
0: Thank you, Neil. Lovely to be with you again.
1: Eddie, and let's talk about what's happening in India, because we're noticing that Christian ministries and missions are under intense pressure right now. And it's because of an elevation of the Hindu religion, which I imagine we can talk about the religious foundations of that and how that contributes to persecution. What do you understand about the way Indian religion affects us as Christians?
0: Right. Well, look, there's probably multiple layers to the issues that uh, Christians face in uh, in India There is a growing nationalism with Hinduism where they believe India is a Hindu nation and therefore anybody else that disagrees with them that's not prepared to convert to um, Hinduism should leave the country. But the biggest challenge that we face as Christians for those who used to be Hindus and grew up as Hindus, who have now become Christians and converted. Quite often they'll even refer to those as forced conversions. So they put a a blot on the way Christians actually bring people to Christ. Well, I don't know of any organization, any church that forces anybody to be Christian. It's the Holy Spirit that convicts people at the end of the day. So they have a real issue with that, but there's definitely forced conversions back. Well, there's five paradigms i like to talk about to help us interpret persecution and also evil existing in the world. And uh, this is called theodicy, basically. And theos obviously means God, and DK means justice. So it's actually justifying God in the way he deals with it. But the five worldviews, the first one is materialism. Nowadays, in modern our modern society, it's manifesting as cultural Marxism. But then you also have the second one, which is pantheism. Pantheism is the belief that God is in everything. There is no personal God, for example, even when you are greeted. Now, a lot of people who start practicing yoga or get into Eastern meditation and that, they'll, they start greeting you with namaste. Now, namaste actually just comes from a word uh, that's Sanskrit, basically. It means bowing to you or I bow to you, and is used as a greeting, and often they'll have their hand up just in a prayerful uh, you know, stance with their hands together. And the spiritual meaning of it actually means that the vine in me respectfully recognizes the vine in you. Now, we as Christians believe in a personal God, a God that is a human, it's a being. He became a human being. He entered our world. He died for our sins. He came to reveal to us what God was really like. But Hinduism rejects that. And more than that, quite often when we bring the gospel to them, their lifestyle is dramatically changed. Often we find That is actually the lower class, the caste, the lower caste people that respond to the gospel. Now, their system about karma and reincarnation basically says this. If you've lived a good life, you come back as a a person at the top of the caste. If you've lived a bad life, if you're down the bottom, the fourth level, basically, you've lived a terrible life and everything that happens to you that's bad, you deserve. That is your karma. So they can treat you disrespectfully. They can kick you. They can beat you. Because that is what you deserve. That is <laughs> what reincarnation is delivered to you. However, when Christianity comes to India and it preaches the gospel about all being one in Christ, that there is no male nor female, slave nor free, we're all one in Christ, what happens is these people gladly receive the gospel. It starts elevating them. They start changing their lifestyle. They organize their house. They become tidy in their homes. They start learning to read quite often. Some of them don't even know how to read. They're literate. They learn to read the Bible. But in the process, the Brahmins at the top of the caste system now lose their authority over these people. These people may no longer listen to them because there's now another authority in their life, which is Christ. And of course, this causes a big problem for them because it actually flies in the face of karma and reincarnation in the caste system that the Hindus believe in.
1: So what we have is a situation where people are converting to Christianity, and the initial feeling is we just add another god to the millions we already have. That's right. But, but they wouldn't someone, mind that when someone gets then serious about their faith and recognises when Jesus says, uh, "You know, uh, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me." Then we've got a. A point of contention here, and then the reigning Hindu pantheistic idea then sees the Christianity as being then subversive to the Hindu religion. That's right, and they also see a
0: threat because Christianity is growing very well, even in the persecuted areas. They're trying to shut it down as much as they can, and we find in certain places in India uh, where there are pockets of severe persecution even where people have lost their lives. Now, I can share a story with you. Just recently, it just happened in the last few days or so. There was a 16-year-old man. His name is Samaru Kamatkami. And uh, he was a promising young young pastor, but only 16 years old. Now, what had happened is he lives in a village in Odisha State where there's a lot of Christian persecution. But the Hindu militants resented the fact that Samaru and two other families had turned to Christ just a few years ago now. And they drove out the church's original pastor, so threatened him, and he fled for his life, basically. There was this vacuum of leadership within the church in that in that village. And Samara, a young man, stepped up, I mean, 15 at the time, 14, 15 at the time, and God had just gifted him with the ability to read his Bible and to teach it as well. But they started plotting against him. And so just recently, this is now just in the last week or so, extremists dragged Samara from his house in Kendukara village, and took him into the mountains, and they actually stoned him to death. Um, Now, Release is our partner in the UK, Release International. They reported that the murder was actually then presented to the police. Four men were arrested, Um, and now what we're doing is we're actually supporting three of those Christian families there in Kendukata, and also we've had to move them elsewhere just for their own safety. So they're in a safe house at the moment in another place, which we can't disclose. But such attacks are on the increase and they are actually becoming very common. Quite simply, when you start feeling that your religion, your way of life is being threatened by something that you may not even understand, you don't understand this is the truth, you don't understand this is the truth about the God that created you, Uh, then they will oppose it and of course they are blinded by Satan basically because they have this intense hatred for
1: something that they don't understand but this is actually the thing that would help them and ultimately save them. So when India moved towards this Hindutva, the idea of an intensifying Hindu nationalism, what they were doing was promoting this pantheistic Hindu idea of religion and uh, everyone's gods.
0: That's right. Uh, We all all make up God, but we all can become God as well, you know, through meditation and emptying our mind and so forth.
1: And then you've got Christians who are in that place who, when they start to talk about their God, Jesus Christ, only one God, uh, then that cuts across everybody's sensibilities and you have a violent response. And this is where you get the persecution. That's right. If you only spoke about Christ as a God manifestation, just like
0: Buddha was or any of those or the millions of gods that they have, then they don't have a problem with it. But when you make it particular and exclusive that Christ is the only way to salvation, that's when they start having problems with what, what they are teaching. So this is a real challenge for the people there, but their lives are dramatically changed. And even now with COVID-19, it's become very difficult for them. They will not receive aid in many places unless they convert back to Hinduism. As a Christian, you can't receive aid at all. So a lot of people are facing starvation, and that's where Voice of the Martyrs at times have had to step in and provide not only shelter but food and clothing at times for them because these
1: people have been chased off their land, sometimes living in the forest, not knowing where the next meal will come from. So there's a heavy-handedness that shows itself in intimidation to have those who've converted to Christianity convert back if they want to receive some sort of aid because of issues around COVID-19.
0: Now, quite often they are subsistence farmers, these. I can tell you another story out of uh, Chattersgar. Three Christian families uh, had had actually just returned home in the last few weeks. Um, After fleeing the village in May when the COVID-19 pandemic started, they were attacked and received death threats and refused to worship the tribal gods there. Uh, The Christians have now come back because they've got to try and farm their land so they can uh, get some food to eat, but they are there traumatized and, and they are shunned and very concerned about their own safety. So we've actually stepped in to provide aid and support for them So they can get up and going, but we may have to relocate them because things are pretty bad for them at the moment.
1: And like organizations as Voice of the Martyrs, you really have to operate under a radar. You can't just go in there and put a big sign up saying, we are Voice of the Martyrs supporting here. I imagine you've got some ways that you can get this sort of support and aid through to those churches and those individuals. Uh, How do you do that, Etienne? Okay. Well, what I can say is that we do not send missionaries.
0: For example, Neil, we wouldn't send someone that looks like you because you'll stand out. (laughs) Exactly. I I would, actually. So we, we work with local people, and local people can do a lot of things and be covert in the way they operate that we couldn't do ourselves. So it's quite a different way. We work with the people there, the people who have received Christ, who are prepared to lay down their life. Basically, they'll say to us, give us the resources we need, and we'll take responsibility for those and how we use them and also the consequences for using them.
1: Okay. Now there's some events coming up. I want to draw attention to the International Day of Prayer for the Persecuted Church. It's coming up. It's a little way off yet, November the 1st. But those dates are ticking over and uh, it'll soon be here. You've also got an online conference, just to mention that one more time, called Bound With Them, coming up on the 24th of October. It's going to be featuring Keith and Kristen Getty and an opportunity for people to link with Voice of the Martyrs and the good work you're doing.
0: Wonderful. Yes, we look forward to seeing many people online, so please go onto our website, vom.com.au,
1: go under events, and you'll be able to sign up for that program on the 24th of October. That one's called Bound With Them, vom.com.au, and so you can check on the events when you go onto vom, Voice of the Martyrs, vom.com.au. And wonderful getting some insights once again. Etienne McClintock, Relationships Manager at Voice of the Martyrs. Etienne, thanks so much for being with us today on 2020.
0: Thank you so much for having me, Neil. Appreciate it. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision
1: Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.